Hello, everyone, and welcome back to To Have and To Roll. I'm Daft Prodigy, and you are listening to Session 48, The Peerage Review. Now that our heroes are household names among the people of Corvosa, there is a bit of an expectation that they'll have some kind of public opinion on the goings-on of Corvosa. This week, we are developing what that opinion will be, which gives us a bit of time to schmooze with some of the most powerful people in Corvosa, but also get a bit of a reminder of how those people came to power. In that vein, we would like to issue a content warning. This session does delve into the legacy of how Corvosa was founded, which is a legacy of conquest and mistreatment of indigenous peoples. If that is not something you would like to go through, feel free to skip through the museum portion of this, which lasts from 40 minutes and 39 seconds to 55 minutes and 3 seconds. This will allow you to avoid some of the more upsetting elements of the founding of Corvosa. This session features music from Philip Melvin and sound effects by Sirenscape. More information on those at the end of the show. As a scheduling note, we are coming up on episode 50. Can you believe it? 50 episodes in this horrible city, and we are still coming back for more. Why, it seems like just an eternity ago that Corvosa was slightly less horrible than it is now. Anyway, episode 50 will be a major event for us, and we look forward to everyone joining us for it. When the dust settles, we are going to take a week off because Owlcat Games just put out their adaptation of Pathfinder's Wrath of the Righteous. This break will partially be to give us time to play the game for fun, but also because we will be streaming Wrath of the Righteous. Stay tuned to our social media for more information. Right now, Rain and I are playing through the game on our own, but soon we will kick off a joint playthrough where you can hear us deal with an entirely different region of Galarian with its own upsetting problems. After we've streamed enough Wrath, we will go back to regular releases. We can promise, though, that Session 50 will be a monumental event that you will be able to listen to again and again. We are very excited to get it out there, and we will definitely enjoy a little break when it's out. If you feel the need for more Pathfinder while we're on break, buy Wrath of the Righteous! This game is tons of fun, and the folks at Alcat have really knocked it out of the park again. We first got our idea of playing a full party as an AP, when we were streaming Owlcat's last game, Pathfinder Kingmaker, and we're really excited to bring it back to the format that started it all in Wrath of the Righteous. For now, though, let's get back into Curse of the Crimson Throne. beautiful wife. Hello, beautiful husband. And welcome back. To Curse. To Curse. Of, of the, the Crimson, Crimson Throne. Run. You left me behind there. Why did you do that? There's an echo. Oh. It's a very big space. We had to fill it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Sorry. Throne, throne, throne. <laughs> what happened last time? On Curse of the Crimson Throne. Previously. On Curse of the Crimson Throne. Previously. Oh. On Curse of the Crimson Throne. <laughs> 
Thank you. We were on our way to take Lenore's statue to the um, Bank of Abadar to yes. see when they would be able to cast Stone of Flesh on her. And on our way there, we kind of ran into a crowd going downtown. So Ophelia, Where all the lights are bright. Sophia peeled off from the rest of the group and went with the crowd to figure out what was going on while everyone else proceeded to the Bank of Abadar. So following Ophelia for a bit, we ended up following the crowd to Domina Square, which is the place where Queen Iliosa has had multiple very public executions or attempts thereof. Uh, she had Togamore and Marcus Endrin and Cressida Croft yes. all standing up on the dais with her. And she said that Cressida had submitted paperwork for Marcus Endrin to become Seneschal and that this was not acceptable. Because, because we already have we a already Seneschal. Have a, we already have a Seneschal. I appointed one. It's Togamore. It's Togamore. It's Togamore. Togamore? Like, it's Togamore. The, the tailor? tailor. Yes. The tailor with the chubby imp. Um, <laughs> and... Um, so everybody's sort of like, well, that's weird. Okay, I guess. And um, while, uh, and and so Iliosa turns to Marcus Endrin and is, you know, basically like turning your gun and your badge, you're mm -hmm. fired. Um, mm -hmm. And he takes off his badge, throws it at her face, and then drops two named bullets on her through his bow, mm -hmm. killing her outright. Yes. It was extremely gory, very obviously dead. A bunch of people from the Sable Company come up out of the crowd, start pushing people back. This is obviously a coup. Uh, and then Queen Eliosa gets back up. Yep, she just gets right back up. And her flesh knits together. And she picks up Marcus Endrin by the neck, stabs him through the head. Mm-hmm and tosses his body to the ground, whereupon Togemore grabs it and pulls it into a bag. Uh, what she says is, uh, this is the fate of all enemies of Corvosa, mark it well. Uh, it yes. is only the first. Yes, it is only the first. Um, also of note is that she was wearing the crown that we saw Kester drawing. Yes. Um, which looks to be made out of fangs? And bone and metal. Yes. And she also had a very nice red dress. Yes. Uh, that looks like is... it looked like looked like a, a dress version of like gray maiden armor. Yes. Uh, if you were to Google Curse of the Crimson Throne, uh, it is actually the dress that appears on the cover. I have not uh, been allowed to Google of, Curse of the, the Crimson of the, Throne. Of the of the game. <laughs> um so after that horrifying tableau, we cut back to the rest of the party and Lenore's husband, Edgar, going to the Bank of Abadar to see how long it was going to take for them to get an appointment with Archbanker Darb Tuttle, mm -hmm. who is the one of the only spellcasters in the city who can cast Stone to Flesh. Yes. The, and only, the only other one, I believe, that... The, the only other two, I think, that you would be aware of would be... Tafornelos. Uh, Tafor well, Tafornelos, yes, an academy. Uh, an academy, and you can't access him. Yeah. Uh, three, then. Uh, so there's Tafornelos and Academy, who would probably have access to Stone to Flesh. 
there is <laughs> Orn Hare Reeves, the uh, oh, right, yes. the high priest of Esmodeus. No, thank you. And, uh, <laughs> and then there's Bishop Debert, who is the uh, high priest of Phrasma. Yeah. And I think all of them could technically cast Stone to Flesh. Yeah. However, um, uh, you went to the Church of Phrasma and uh, Bishop, Debert Bishop was, Debert was not there. Yeah, she's, she's out. We're not going to... The Church of Asmodeus for <laughs> obvious reasons. The no. one time we were in there was more than enough for me. Um, and if Lenore were to awaken in the Church of Asmodeus, she would remain uh, convinced forever that they had kept a piece of her soul there as payment. Um, <laughs> so we went to uh, the Bank of Abadar. Uh, we were told that we could uh, that uh, Archbanker Tuttle would have an opening in two d six days, and so that ended up being nine days. <laughs> Amazing. So we we're like, all right, well, Lenore's not dead, and she's not in any pain. It's annoying, but I guess we'll wait. <laughs> um, in the meantime, let us know if anybody needs any basilisks killed, yep. because we would love to just use the basilisk blood. To and cover our statue of Lenore and bring as, her back. As of yet, <laughs> no no signs of basilisks needing killing. No, unfortunately. Unfortunately. Uh, so we put Lenore's statue in a nice vault in the Bank of Abadar. It's very safe. We are going to grab Sinter uh, from the Church of Phrasma. She's apparently around, but they need to sort of summon her in. Mm -hmm. Um we haven't seen her, but she's been busy. And so she will she will be party member number four here for a bit. Yes. We also, while we were at the Church of Phrasma, uh, ran into Vencarlo Orsini. He was in disguise as a cleric. And he told us that he was going up to Endron Isle. And he was going to do some investigations there Don't to look for where to, to look for where the Seneschal, the real Seneschal had gone, that we needed to let him do this alone. And that if we hadn't heard from him in two weeks, we should go up and we should go up and find him. Uh, so we have nine days until Lenore comes back and two weeks until we get to go up to Ender Nile, uh, lest we break Vincarlo Orsini's cover. <laughs> um, and so in the meantime, we are going to, I think, do some asking around, do some research. Uh, yes. And we retrieved Kester. We gave him back to his moms. They're staying at the Jittery Quill. Yes. Disguised, right? For for the time Just being, I think, as, as Lenore, Lenore and a cousin of and Lenore's. Cousin of, yeah, and a yeah. cousin of Lenore's. Uh, another thing that was uh, notable is that uh, it was sort of asked, I believe, how uh, Togemore was able to be named Seneschal, uh, and that it was apparently some sort of emergency act uh, that uh, was put in so that the monarch can appoint people to fill empty positions in times of crisis. Yeah. Which I actually have a correction to issue. Uh, I said that it was uh, it was done by charter amendment, which can only be done by the peerage review. The peerage review doesn't actually have that power. However, uh, I am sort of conferring in my canon an extra power on them in that something that modifies existing parts of the Corvosan charter do need to go through the peerage review as well as the monarch. Uh, basically, the way that laws are made uh, is that the monarch can make a royal proclamation, which then goes to uh, the Arbiters, uh, which would be in the Long Anchor building. Yeah. Uh, and seven of the Arbiters must read it, and five must accept it for it to become law. If less than five people accept it, 
they send it back to the monarch for revisions, and then the monarch makes revisions and sends it back. Now, the peerage review, uh, or the Council of Five, as they're also called, mm-hmm. uh, are the leaders of five heads of house other than the monarch's house uh, that, that serve to advise the reigning monarch. Mm-hmm. Um, now, uh, so so the change that I'm making to uh, establish lore is that if if the monarch is issuing a proclamation that also changes an existing law, it has to the the monarch submits it to the peerage review, and then from the peerage review, once it's approved, it will go over to the arbiters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because the idea being, you don't want to change an existing law if you're also going to piss off the peerage review. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to piss and, off the, the rich people of Corvosa. And it's kind of one of these cases where I would like to say that it's probably not even a formal law. Mm. It's just practice that you that you send it to the peerage review. Mm-hmm. So we're going to go talk to some of the members of the houses yes. of those families that are involved yes. in the peerage review. And I don't know. Did we have you roll or, or uh, identify who the heads of houses are? I don't believe we did, but I okay. can do that now. Well, if you like, if you'd like, you could roll knowledge nobility All right. to know who who the people on the peerage review are. Oh my goodness! Uh, the Council of Five. Yoni uh, has got a plus not a plus eight to knowledge nobility. Nice. Uh, so they will roll. Damien will roll. Oh right, everybody has knowledge nobility. Uh, so the three characters who are currently here will roll. Um, right. And we will see what they get. <laughs> all righty unia got a 22 uh and damien aids with a 15 oops sorry uh read wrong with a 12 uh and ophelia also uh aids with a uh with, with another 12. <laughs> so so what, what's your total? Uh, 26. Uh, yeah, 26. That's good enough to get them. So um, the peerage review is made up of the following houses. House Arcona, House Jagare, House Larong, House Ornelos, and House Zenderholm. The leaders of these houses are Lord Glorio Arcona, you already have had dealings with, Lord Merciful Jagare. Merciful. Yes. Head of the Jagari Museum as well. Ah. Um, Lady Eliasia Larong. Okay. Eliasia. Yes. Also, yes. Headmistress of University of Corvosa. Okay. And then we have House Ornelos, who is led by Toph Ornelos. Ah, yes. Uh, who, is, who is also the headmaster of Academy. Yeah. And then we have House Zenderholm, the head of which is Arbiter Zenobia Zenderholm. Oh, right. Uh, this also presents an interesting little conflict of interest in that Zenobia Zenderholm technically has a spot on the peerage review and she's the lead uh, arbiter. Uh-huh. That's corruption, baby. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. So I do kind of want to get in and see if I can talk to uh, the Zenderholms about what's going on. Why did they leave the Bank of Abadar? Blah, blah, blah. We just need everyone to hang together in these in these trying times and, <laughs> and blah, 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 blah. You know, see if I can concern troll her into giving me some information. Yeah. Um. Uh, so who would you like to start with? Well, uh, I think I should probably start with 
house sender home, I feel like if I start with other people, word will get around that the cover of night are looking for information uh, and are like talking to rich people about why they made the legal decision that they did to stand with the queen. Uh, and if I don't go to the sender homes first, I feel like I won't get a chance to go to them at all. Okay. Um, but um, first, I would like to find Sinter. Yes. Um, now you guys are you guys are hanging out in the dead warrens, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, which has been t- turned into sort of like a secret base. So while you are hanging out there, Center will actually find you. Either late at night or early in the morning, Center will come into the dead warrens. Uh, she comes in. She's wide awake. Everybody else is nearly asleep or already asleep. And uh, Center comes down into the dead warrens. Is there like a door or something, or like a the that closes the dead warrens off now or is um, like a beaded well, curtain there's, there, it's still it's still um it's still the entrance is still a crypt oh right yes. right yes what they will cure first actually um the people who are currently in uh the dead warrens is uh crestacroft also still here actually by now no she's probably gone on to uh go back home or okay. go back to her office or something okay. um yeah, uh, she is still ostensibly in charge of the of the Corvos and Guard. <laughs> oh right, but the Corvos and Guard is uh, now um, entirely subordinate to the Grey Maidens. Well, it's not it's not subordinate to the Grey Maidens. However, a Grey Maiden is is now the general uh, of the armies. Uh, of Sabina Corvos. is now the general of the armies, uh, which is different. But nobody has said. That the that the Corvos and Guard answers to the general yet, generally speaking, ha. Uh, generally speaking, the field marshal is the person who is in charge of the armies. But now Sabina has been appointed as the general, and so there's actually kind of a weird power dynamic where it's not really clear who's in charge right now. Yeah. So um, everybody's sort of uh, hunkering down to go to sleep. Uh, and echoing through the crypt entrance of the dead warrens, they will hear, Hello! Center, you would be met by a couple Corvos and guards. Oh, hi there. Uh, who would uh, escort you to uh, actually the room where people were playing rat squish before. Oh, that's so nice of you. Thank you. And uh, you'll see that uh, some bunks have been set up in here. Um, a little bit, little uh, weapons rack is off to one side. Uh, and I believe the whole party would be there. Yeah. 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 Did Edgar go back home or is he here too? Edgar is here as well. All right. All right. Yes. He, he was, he was looking for a place to lay low and stay safe. Yes. And here is, is here is a, uh, a good place. It's a yes. little stinky and damp, but it's safe. Yes. Oh, hello there. Oh, oh, sorry. Sorry. People are sleeping. Hi. Is anyone awake? Is anyone awake? Um, I think Damien is probably trying to soothe Majenko, who doesn't like being down here. There's no way to fly. It's all cramped and tiny. It's okay. It's okay. Oh. Oh, Center. Oh, hey there. Hi, how are you? Oh, you know, I'm all right. I've been been real busy. I've been doing some some good, helpful things that I can't really talk about to anyone. Uh, Secret things. Secret things, yep. Uh, But I heard that uh, you all needed another friend. Uh, Did something happen to Lenore? Uh, Yeah, she got turned to stone. 
Oh, no. Oh, oh, that's terrible. I'm so sorry. Um, uh, you know, if you haven't talked to uh, the Archbanker yet, uh, we set an appointment with the Archbanker and uh, chill. She's she's safe for now. Um, it's just it's kind of hard on Edgar um, and everyone else. Um, and, you know, it's hard. Mm-hmm. For- Edgar would be sort of restlessly sleeping. And it's sort of hard for the rest of us to do the things that we're supposed to do to keep Corvosa safe, especially given the recent assassination attempt. And um, we could just really use your help right now. Oh, well, you know, I'm happy to provide it. Mm. Mm. What was Cinder doing while the assassination attempt went on? She may have been uh, pretending to be an Asmodean, um, talking to some of the other Asmodeans mm. about um, what the deal is with um, the Hell Knights having left the city. Uh, um, would you like to give me a gather information? I would love to. As you were sort of schmoozing with the Asmodeans? Yes. Oh, oh look at this. Plus 15 to diplomacy. Um. That is a 26. A 26. Yep. Uh, so you would have gathered uh, that rumor in the temple mm-hmm. is that the reason that the Order of the Nail have withdrawn is it's almost a... What's the best, best way to put this? It's almost a passive-aggressive move by them. Of, uh. Oh, you already have heavily armored shock troops. <laughs> I suppose you probably don't need us then. But in sort of a way that sort of implies that the Order of the Nail already believes that that uh, the Grey Maidens will not be strong enough to properly defend the city, and that Corvos is going to need the Order of the of the Nail again. But they're sort of going, "Oh, but you're already doing so well." Oh, look, oh, we're, look we'll at just you. pull back. You've you've got your you've got your cult like order of heavily armored uh-huh. brainwashed people. I guess you don't need ours. And, and it could it could sort of be taken as a slight against the Grey Maidens mm-hmm. that the Order of the Nail disrespects them uh, to the point that they're like, oh, but you're good enough, right? You don't need <laughs> I'm us. I'm sure that you and your precious queen can do everything necessary to defend Corvosa without our help. Exactly. <laughs> That is so petty. It, it's 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 kind of petty. Uh, yes. So yeah, I think uh, Cinder was doing that. Uh, she may have spent some time with the Asmodeans um, to uh, see if any of the remainders of the cult of Ergothoa in Corvosa may have sought out um, other sort of evil-aligned religious orders in the area for help. Yeah, you you would have. You would have gathered that the Church of Asmodeus is very, very not allied with the Church of Ergothoa. Good to know. Uh, and that and that the Church of Asmodeus has actually been helping a bit with the recovery efforts. Yeah. Uh, in so far as like, weirdly enough, supporting the Church of Sarenrae. Um, well, <laughs> that hasn't happened since Rivaga got put away. It's in, in so far as I think the Church of Asmodeus is kind of giving... Uh, Loans of resources mm. and uh, clerics with spell slots uh-huh. to help with the recovery effort. Uh huh. In exchange for in exchange for money, probably money, maybe <laughs> something else. Um, 
the the Church of Asmodeus uh, doesn't necessarily uh, always deal in coin. Mm. Uh, sometimes they deal in things like you know soul equity. You see, <laughs> you see, everybody oh, thinks no. that selling your soul is just a black and white thing, <laughs> but. You know, are are you telling me that they take out mortgages? Uh, they take, take out, out mortgages mor- against people's souls. Yes. <laughs> and if you, you can just leave it here as collateral. That's fine. The great thing about this being that if you can't pay, your soul gets for- foreclosed upon. <laughs> That's terrible. I imagine that um, somebody, some Asmodean in Corvosa came up with this um, um, innovation and have been treated with a mixture of appreciation and burning jealousy. It's, it's a much, it's a much better arrangement than traditional uh, soul binding. You get to keep your soul. <laughs> you only have to give up your soul if you can't make your payments you only anymore. Get, you only give up. The ownership of your soul. <laughs> it can stay in your body. You can keep using it, but the Church of Asmodeus owns your soul now. <laughs> I mean, you weren't doing anything with the ownership hey, of your lo- soul anyway, were as you? As long as you make the payments. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, this this idea was taken forward into the student loan industry. Ugh. Uh, you can actually get student loans from that's the right bank, that's right from, from, from the church of asmodeus because of the diabolists yeah. there's diabolism in a in a canabe yeah i bet there are a lot of students who have soul loans for their student loans oh yeah they probably have soul loans for their student loans <laughs> oh my goodness sake yes that is really anyway, something else anyway anyway uh, um center is center is telling damien about the soul equity system and Damien is just sitting there his eyes bugging out of his head his jaw completely slack (laughs) um excuse me but what the fuck amazing (laughs) yeah I don't like it either that's neither here nor there Uh, so uh, a day the night will pass yeah Um, Edgar will wake up a little bit restlessly um, feeling along the side of the bed and he lets out a sigh. <sighs> and looks around and goes, all right, we're here. Anyone uh, for breakfast? Uh, Sinter, uh, who is taking a little a little snooze, but is still mostly awake. Well, uh, oh, we haven't breakfast already? Uh it's a little early, isn't it? We're talking like 7 a.m. Oh. Oh. Yes. Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You want help? Yeah, I was going to make, I don't know, eggs, I guess. Is there like a is there like a cooktop in here? Uh there would be like there would be like a little mess hall set up in one of these areas uh with uh probably somebody on on duty that has some supplies eggs probably being among them hey i suppose there's there's probably just holes in the ground here that are cool enough to act as uh oh, yeah, this whole place is probably pretty cool yeah uh we're talking a cave here it's probably like 50 degrees in here mm, nice like 55 or something like that uh so you have your breakfast it's um, eggs yeah it's eggs um <laughs> edgar sort of like pushing uh, a kind of runny yolk around the plate mm-hmm <sighs> 
So, Edgar. Hmm? Hi, I'm Cinder Travail. Hi. I don't think we've actually met formally yet. Uh, no, Lenore told me about you. You helped with the uh, Ergothoa stuff. Yeah, that's me. Yeah, and uh, uh, you helped them out a little bit when uh, Nod's Tortophilia, when she was under the weather. Yeah, that's also me. Uh, I heard that uh, uh, the queen brought you back to life in a rather uh, manipulative context. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry about that. Uh, I, I imagine it's got to be nice being alive again, but also kind of stressful to be alive as with sort of the knowledge that Queen Iliosa did this as a power move and uh, is potentially using it to intimidate your wife. I, I was just happy to be with her again. And now we're we're separated again. Well, um, it's how many days now? Eight. Eight days. Eight left. more days yes. until Lenore's back. Uh, maybe just think about it as sort of like she's taken a trip. Yeah, yeah. Unia told me about how sort of what it was like being stone when they were stone, uh, and that they didn't really remember anything that happened when they were stone and also that they weren't aware of the passage of time and they weren't in any pain so she's probably just gonna wake up in eight days and be like oh where was that thing i was attacking oh hello everybody she's she's gonna be okay we all have to wait and waiting is hard but it is it's is there anything we can do for you while you're here no you all have done enough it's difficult to put into words uh this coming back and, you know, I'll admit I was worried about the status, about the, about, I was worried about the circumstances that brought me back. I was worried about the current political climate as, uh, as it's been described to me. Uh, things are quite bad. Yeah. But I don't know, just being able to wake up with Lenore there. It made everything a little better. It made it... I could think about going back to work. I could think about going on with my life. I'm going to be honest. I'm... I'm worried that this is how it's going to be. From now on. Always worrying. Never knowing where... She's going to be. If she's going to come back. This is not a thing I had to worry about before. Yeah. Well, I think that it's understandable to be real concerned about the sort of path your wife's life is currently on. The life of an adventurer or uh, somebody who's been charged with protecting the city from all sorts of threats, both physical and not physical, um, is it, it's a lot and it's really dangerous. But Lenore's one of the strongest people I've ever met. She is pretty strong, isn't she? Yeah. And if anybody is going to get through this and come out the other side swinging, it's going to be her. Okay. At the very least, she'll do it for you. Uh, make a diplomacy check. <laughs> All right. 
33. Okay, yeah. Um, at that, um, Edgar perks up a bit. He goes, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if anybody's going to come out swinging, it's going to be her. She's a, she's a fighter. She'd move the planes themselves for you. She would. You know, when uh, we were living up in Kermaga, we talked a lot about uh, getting out, getting somewhere safe. We <laughs> think it's weird now that we thought Kovosa would be safe. Yeah, well, one of the things that I've been learning as I've been doing my work is that there aren't a whole lot of safe places anywhere. No. You kind of got to eke out a place where you can survive, where you have friends and you have people in a place you can trust. And uh, that's about as stable as you can ask for in just about any place around here. I'm going to see if I can put myself to use here. It looks like they've got a lot of soldiers here. They could probably use a smith. Yeah. You show them how it's done. Yeah. And uh, Edgar's going to get up and go and talk to one of the... Oh, uh, the eggs are real good, by the way. Thank you. It's Lenore's recipe. The secret is lots of butter. <laughs> and salt. <laughs> oh. Oh, I'm, uh, Daft has gotten out of her chair to give me a hug. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. That's Rain's secret to good eggs, too. It, it, it is. Uh, my secret is also adobo. Adobo, yes. And fresh garlic. And freshly ground pepper. Uh, I don't do freshly ground pepper so much on eggs. Nah. But I could. <laughs> and just a little bit of cayenne. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> um. Uh. <laughs> Everybody else is going to finish up their eggs. All right. So, so where would you like to go today? I well, um, so I would like to research regeneration magic at some point here. Um, is that available in the Church of Phrasma here? That's not really within the bounds of the Church of Phrasma okay. records. They they tend to have like religious studies um uh embalming and stuff okay. like that also like how to fight undead okay um uh now if you wanted to look it up with respect to fighting undead maybe mm. um but like the conference of regeneration upon someone is probably more of an arcane okay topic. okay um and how about the uh the crown the crown made of fangs and bone and um, stuff that would be like a history thing okay. you could do that at uh at a at a library that has information about history okay or um or magic mm -hmm. all right so it kind of sounds like we might want to drop damien off at the library while our diplomatizers and sense motivers uh go talk to the other people well um if you want to Put them all together. One of the places that you do need to go is uh, Jagari Museum. Okay. Okay. And so you could probably get some of you could probably research some of this at Jagari Museum. Oh. And also 
talk to uh, Merciful Jagare. Okay, okay. So let's try to talk to Zenobia Zenderholm or A. Zenderholm first, and then we'll go to the Jagari Museum. Okay. All right. So uh, we'll we'll roll out of the Dead Warrens and try to act like we didn't just come out of the Dead Warrens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'll, you'll actually uh, be able to get through a series of secret tunnels that'll put you out <gasps> near the pillar wall. Secret tunnels! Yes. Secret tunnels uh, through the these city. These are tunnels that the Church of Phrasma uses to uh, get between crypts and things uh, on their patrols, actually, without, you know, having to just constantly be patrolling over land. Secret, 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 and secret so one of tunnel. These, yes, one of these tunnels will put you out near the pillar wall. Excellent. Okay. Where all of the Darrow were. And you're going to Zenobia's Underholm? Yes. So that would involve going to the Longacre building. All right. Again. All right. Um, and... You would get to the Long Anchor building. And now you guys have a bit more of a reputation. So the secretary there would probably at least talk to you. To avoid another conversation with secretaries as we had last session. <laughs> um, the, the secretary there will say that you, you would be able to speak with Zenobia's Underholm in... Uh, let's see. She actually will have an opening today toward <gasps> the end of the day. Okay. Like about 5 p.m. Okay. Uh, that you might be able to get squeezed in there. Okay. So uh, she's very busy. A lot of cases uh, on her on her docket. But if you if you have urgent business, what are you telling them you want to talk to Zenobia Zenderholm about? Um, I want to talk to her about the assassination attempt on the queen. Uh, they actually they would say, do you have do you have uh, information about uh, what might have led to this assassination attempt? Well, you know, uh, potentially, yeah. You, we sh you should you should leave a full report with um with um Cordature de Stade then. Oh yeah, we'll do that uh, right after we leave here. Rolling bluff. Uh, so Center alone got a thirty. Uh, I can have other people help. <laughs> uh, Ophelia uh, looks very uh, sympathetically and nods, and she got a thirty-one. Uh, <laughs> so I think. A uh, total of 33 on that bluff. Okay. Uh, and and the, the person at the the person uh, at the desk will then say, like, well, just keep in mind, if you don't tell her, uh, it could be considered withholding of evidence. Oh, goodness. We wouldn't want that. No, you wouldn't. Well, thank you. Uh, we'll come back uh, when... Uh, uh, ladies under home is available to talk. Okay. Thank you so much. All right. And so, uh, where would you like to go now? Uh, so yeah, let's go to the Jagari museum. Um, she's, uh, it's possible she'll hear that we're going around and talking to people, but if we can't meet her until the evening, we might as well do something with her. She's, she's pretty busy. Yeah. She's pretty busy. Uh, so, uh, you will make your way across town. It's actually quite a lot of walking going on here. Um, <laughs> Stop so, the jittery quill. Get some food. <laughs> yeah. So so um, it would be across, getting across town is about a mile to the Long Acre building. Almost exactly a mile. And then uh, you can and then from the Long Acre building, it's uh, about uh, a thousand feet to the Jagari Museum. You would go through uh, probably Jagari Circle. Yes, we go through Jagari Circle and down Dead Shwanti Way. We stop at the Jittery Cool and get some food uh, and then go to the Jagari Museum across the street. Uh, built and operated by House Jagari, this large museum houses hundreds, some say 
thousands of artifacts pulled from ruins and Shawanti camps all across Varicia. Oh. Following in the footsteps of the legendary Montlarian Jagare, the family has long held a penchant for exploration and discovery. Uh, now you will be, now the entrance will have obviously like a grand staircase leading up. I'm just, uh, I'm just imagining, uh, I'm imagining Damien pointing at that, um, that paragraph in Unia's travel guide and going, yeah, that's a euphemism for um, all of these things that are going to be in this museum should still be in the Grey District. Yeah. Or back where they came or from. Or back where they came from elsewhere. In, elsewhere in in uh in the Corvosan Holdings. The modern Corvosan Holdings, I should say. We really have to go in. Yes, Damien, we really have to go in. Okay, but if I I I'm gonna let I'm gonna let there be five things, and once I see five things that I find absolutely unacceptable, I'm leaving. Okay. Goodness. Okay. <laughs> um Okay. Um, <laughs> so, so there, there be there be grand staircase leading up to the entrance, uh, probably flanked by a large carving of a of a house drake and a suited dragon, uh, much in the way that the the lions at the New York Library are done, uh, and a a grand facade with a large window overlooking uh, the entryway. At the front, there'll be a person who is uh, uh, offering tickets, uh, and they have uh, they have a listing of the of the exhibits on display right now. There's a natural history section, uh, which has uh, imported things from uh, from all kinds all places around Galarian. There is uh, a history of Corvosa section. There's an archaeology section that has stuff from uh, other nations. All right. Unia will go up to the ticket counter and say, uh, three adult tickets and one child ticket for the whiny baby back there. (laughs) 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 Additionally, there's also, there's also, uh, in the pricing, uh, they have like, it's, it's, uh, five copper for a day pass. Uh, and then probably, I don't know, like a gold for a week. Uh, and then there's also, uh, there's also listed information about uh, freelance treasure hunters uh, seeking bounties. Ooh! Freelance treasure hunters can cons- consult the curator about uh, taking bounties oh. to add to the collection. Oh, okay, okay. I was like, anybody need any basilisks killed? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. All right. Um. Well. So. Day, so two uh, silver to get everybody. Yep, we'll get we'll get day passes for everybody. Um, they mean to go. Yes, I need to go to the library. Give here. you a little brochure that has some information about some of the stuff. <laughs> uh, the some of the things currently on offering. Uh, obviously, you have the history of Corvosa Wing, which has a highly propagandized uh, version of Corvosan history. Uh, <laughs> Probably with like little uh, little talk boxes that speak with the voice of Gary Sinise <laughs> talking about the history of Corvosa. And then everyone who originally lived on Endron Isle agreed to go elsewhere peacefully. Yes. If you want to check that out, you can check it out. <laughs> I have a little bit of information that you can get by going over there. Mm. Uh, but additionally, we also have... Uh, there's... There's a bunch of items that have been brought in by treasure hunters currently mm. on offering. There is an 
There's an Osiriani funerary mask. Oh. The tribal shield of a of an indigenous hunter-gatherer from Garund. A uh, robe imported from Minkai, uh, which is known as a kimono. What oh, is that? Wow. You've never seen this word before. Uh, and even, even, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, listeners. This Good is just Lord. the way that Corvosa is. Uh, and even pottery shards from the distant land of Arcadia. Ah. On uh, the in the natural history section, actually coming into the uh, entryway here, uh, there will be a very large skeleton of an owlbear, uh, like. Uh, in, in in the midst of swinging a giant claw, and I, I imagine this will be a quite reminiscent uh, of some of your earlier adventures. Oh, hey, we killed one that looked like that. Yes. It also says in the guide that they have uh, a collection of boggard spears uh, from the Mushfens. Mm. Uh, there is the head of a gorilla king uh, and, and a hollowed-out egg of a red dragon and a some sort of unknown device from a, the distant land of Numeria. Oh. <laughs> this is called a laser gun. <laughs> um, if, you, if you are to, in fact, check that out, uh, you will see that it, was, uh, that it was acquired by one Thomas Zarnavus. Oh. Uh, who is uh, a professor of archaeology at the University of Corvosa. Nice. Nice. That's, what would you like to do? Um, so is there a uh, like a library section that Damien can go read uh, stuff in over the course of the, the day here? Not in the publicly accessible part of the of the museum. Ah, OK. However, uh, you know. All right. Well, um, let's go try to find a way to talk to Merciful Jagari or one of Merciful Jagari's close relatives. <laughs> Ophelia uh, will go up to, I guess, um, whatever curator is nearby. Um, yes. Hi there. Uh, I just wanted to say it's really lovely. Hello. Um, wonderful to meet you. Uh, are you enjoying the collection? Yes. Any questions that I might oh, answer yeah. for Oh, yeah. Actually, I did have a question. Yes. Um, I was wondering if it's possible to talk to any of the Jagares? Um, like maybe um, Merciful or... Uh, one of the other um, members of the noble house who oh, happens uh, to be around. Oh, you are, you are uh, the cover of night. Oh, yes, 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 we're the cover of night. Wonderful. I've, I've heard so much about your career. Uh, I hear that you're having an interview tomorrow, aren't you? Oh, yes, yes. I look forward to reading about it. Uh, we look forward to having it. Are you interested in uh, treasure hunting? Uh, y- you know, um, in a way, yes. Right now, we're just looking for information, though. Well, um, uh, Merciful, uh, Lord Merciful is always interested in talking to potential uh, freelancers. Sure, yeah. Um, uh, we I, find I, all sorts of interesting things. I, I, will, I, I will go and speak to him and see if he is available. Uh, please, enjoy the collection while you wait. Thank you. Uh, and uh, anything you would like to check out specifically? Um, right now, I'm just going through my bag and seeing if there's anything that I could potentially hand off. Like, look at this cool thing we found while we were in, like, the Temple of Ergatho or something like that. Mm-hmm. Nope, looks like we sold all that stuff. Uh, <laughs> we sold all the art objects and things because we needed to buy... Um, gotcha. 
we, we need to buy things. Uh, so that's fine. So yeah, um, while we're waiting, let's let's go let's go over to the uh, so Damien Damien uh, is going to uh, I'm just going to wait out here by the owlbear. Um, I'll let you know if they come back. Um, Amazing. I I don't want to I don't want to pop a blood vessel today. Oh no. <laughs> uh, and everybody everybody else will uh, proceed into this. Uh, um, this history of Corvosa wing um, okay. where you have the information you'd like to share with me. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> so in there, uh, there will be sort of a uh, highly uh, exaggerated history of Corvosa, which features like uh, a full hallway with with like wax sculptures of Jacktheon Corvosa and Montlarian Jagare and Wade and Endrin. Uh, specifically, there's, there's sort of a, a an account of how Corvosa was founded, which was uh, Montlarian Jagare was in the middle of an expedition up the Jagare River to its headwater, mm-hmm. and on his way back, he encountered Jacktheon Corvosa and his army, uh-huh. and they went, uh, and they basically went back down the river where they saw Wade and Endrin and a group of Marines, Chelish Marines, I should specify, mm-hmm. uh, besieged by Shawanti on what is now Endrin Isle. Montlarian Jagare and Jacktheon Corvosa intervened and broke the siege mm-hmm. uh, and and uh, then established a fort. Yes. Which, is, fort which still Corvosa. stands here as Fort Corvosa. Yes. There's also an account of the many wars that have gone since then. There's an account of the Great Fire. Uh, Shawanti uh, managed to set fire to a large portion of uh, the Chelish settlement. Mm-hmm. Uh, many deaths were uh, avoided by Saint Alika the Martyr, uh, who had who had had a vision, uh, and uh, Raiden Endrin uh, was able to get a flotilla of ships from Chelyax to issue a rebuttal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gosh, yeah. Uh, I will say, Unia, to their credit, um, is taking notes. Um, on things to ask Damien about later. Yeah, uh, so on the subject of things to ask Damien about later, one thing will be very obvious to you as a big no-no. There is, uh, in one of these sections commemorating one of these wars, there is a glass case in which stands a very tall Shawanti man. His flesh has been withered away a bit, uh, but his face is frozen in a in in a uh in what looks to be some sort of battle cry oh. as he holds aloft a spear which you can tell is also being held up by like wires within the case mm. uh and there is a plaque that will mark this as Gallstock seven deaths who led uh who led uh a series of shawanti raids uh lasting from 4462 to 4482 during this time, he was killed six times and brought back to life six times. Wow. <laughs> uh, however, on the uh, after the seventh death, uh, the Corvosan guard captured his body to prevent oh. his return to life again. Oh, and they took it here. Eventually. According to the plaque, this is his body. Oh, it is. It has now been uh, <clears throat> a little over two hundred years. 
Ophelia and uh, Center look at it with deep distaste. Uh, Unia is writing down some notes, uh, and uh, they look up and they see that it's it's actually it's it's not a a statue; it's a body. And then they they also kind of Center. Uh, well, well, that's just disrespectful. I'm no Farazman, but um, uh, I know Center would a lot actually of probably know that there is a history of the Church of Farazma petitioning to have this removed yeah uh, and uh it's actually quite a uh quite a contentious topic among the shawanti tribes uh in their relationships with corvosa to this day yeah yeah is that um um yeah you have the dead body of one of our leaders on display as like a commemorative statue to your victory uh-huh Ugh. Yeah. That's messed up. It's pretty messed. That's 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 deeply disturbing. Ophelia. uh, Sorry, I just did the math. It was 219 years ago. (gasps) Uh, As the two divine casters sort of stare in horror at this um, pretty blatant display of uh, desecrating a corpse, um, Ophelia will take both of them by the shoulders and just gently steer them away into other parts of the uh, the wing. Um, uh, just just in case, just in case you're wondering, uh, at 219 years, that does also put him outside the. Uh, we can't res him. Yeah, you can't res him. You can't res him at this point. Uh, <laughs> I I kind of wanted to though, just to spite the people who put him in here. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Not like, even true resurrection would bring him back. Of damn. course. Uh, there's also the issue of uh, if his soul is already judged, you probably couldn't uh, oh, do it anyway. Yeah, yeah. Look, you don't don't come back here, man. It still sucks. Like, yeah. good lord. Going on, there's also information about the cousins' war, mm. which was several noble families got involved in a uh, in a bit of a civil war here in Corvosa. Cousin turned against cousin. Yep. Uh, that happened in uh, 4502, uh-huh. about 200 years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, then uh, the rise of the monarchy. Uh, they talk about the death of Aridin, uh, about how Corvosa was sort of left on its own, uh, and how Corvosa never formally declared independence. Ah, that's right. But they had to sort of make their own way, and so there's 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 like a there's a bust of the Lord uh, Arbust Arabasti. There's a bust of Arbust Arabasti. <laughs> Uh, who <laughs> paved the way for the ascension of Eodred the First, who became king in uh, forty six twenty four, mm-hmm. and that's what you missed on Glee. And now Corvosa continues to, as the children say, simp for oh. Cheliax. No, <laughs> look, somebody somebody wrote that here. This is a this is like the cool teens guide to Corvosan history. <laughs> Uh, roll me a perc- actually, actually, uh, Damien, roll me a perception check while you're hanging out in the natural history wing. All right. They mounted this owlbear incorrectly. Some of these ribs are out of alignment. 22. Okay. Thanks, Majenko. Uh, you'll see that there seems to be a pretty new display, Ooh. actually. Ooh. Some older, fo- older folks that are sort of gathered around it. It appears to be some sort of tablet. Ooh. Made of black stone. 
Is, is this something from the pyramid? Is this something from the pyramid? The pyramid. Uh, and there would be like a docent uh, near it who is who is uh, talking to this group of looks like older, like academic folks mm. uh, going. And the contribution of this sheds light on what the culture that preceded the Shawanti occupation must have been like. As you can see, the inscription is written in a number of languages, some some recognizable to our modern sensibilities. And, uh, Damien, what languages do you speak? Damien, Damien speaks common, infernal, abyssal, draconic, elven, verisian, shawanti, undercommon, necral, and a little bit of Thessalonian. Okay, so you recognize elvish, you recognize draconic, you recognize infernal, you recognize Thessalonian. And you would you would also sort of recognize dwarvish and orcish in the style of the characters. It's a Rosetta Stone. And what it says on the inscription is, "This place is a message, and part of a system of messages. <laughs> Pay attention to it." Oh my God! It's the nuclear warning. Sending this message was important to us. We considered ourselves to be a powerful culture. This place is not a place of honor. No highly esteemed deed is commemorated here. Nothing worth remembering is here. This place is one of seven. The seven places are best forgotten. Oh my god! What is here was dangerous and repulsive to us. This message is a warning about danger. The danger is in a particular thing. It is sealed within this structure. The center of this structure holds the danger. The danger is bound in the deepest chamber, never to be disturbed. The danger is still present in your time as it was in ours. The danger and that's it. I am the danger. Basically basically these are all these all of these are arranged in in like columns next to each other. Oh my god. And goodness the bottom sake. half seems to be broken off. Oh my goodness sake. Uh is the docent saying where this was this found? Was contributed by Iliosa Arabasti. Fuck! Okay. Um, found in the treasury of Castle Corvosa. Okay. Iliosa found Eldritch Warning Stone in the castle and gave it to the museum. Okay. Um... Uh, when when did when was this uh, donated by our um, glorious queen? Oh, this was donated um, uh, actually uh, as as a as a gift uh, commemorating uh, her ascension to the throne. It was actually this week. Fuck. Okay. Um, so somebody <laughs> somebody has been uh, exploring the. Uh, the uh, the pyramid underneath her castle and is potentially disturbing some extremely dangerous cursed artifacts. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. Um. <laughs> I love I love that you used the text the nuclear, from yeah, the yes, nuclear this, waste disposal warnings. Yes, this is this is this is the inscription. This is a modification on on the warnings that are placed around nuclear waste disposal sites. 
And I was like, I was like, I want to evoke the idea of something so dangerous that people went, no, seriously, don't open this. There's nothing for you here. Don't open it. Yeah. So little of so little of the the writings of this previous culture remain. And yet there is this one saying, do not go in here. Do not open this thing. Leave it alone. It's not good. It's not helpful. We sealed it away because it was dangerous. And if you try to F with it, it will kill you. <laughs> like. She's going to come out with some glowing blue rocks uh, that are actually <laughs> like cobalt, radioactive cobalt. Um, and uh, it's, it's going to we're all going to get sick again. Uh, <laughs> Amazing. I made them into pretty jewelry. <laughs> uh, all right. All right. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so there you go. All right. About now, uh, you'll be able to meet with Merciful Jagari. You will see. Uh, you'll see a uh, person in a in a very fine suit, in uh, a in a floppy, elaborate hat. Ah. Uh, coming coming by, uh, holding uh, what you might describe as theater glasses. Ah. Uh, but, but they seem to be focused uh, a little bit more at enlargement of. Ah. Small ah. objects. Oh, okay. So he's they're like like jeweler's glasses or something. Yeah. And, but like uh, bigger. But they're but they're on it, but they're on like a little rod much like theater glasses would be. <laughs> uh, you see this person ascending down the stairs, uh, and they offer a broad sweeping gesture. Ah oh, The cover of night. Lovely to meet all of you. Yes, hello. I've heard kind of... so much. So interested. What brings you to my humble tribute to our fair city. It's very nice. It's lovely. Have you seen the Albert? Of course you have. Yes. You're standing right next it's, to it. It's quite striking. Um, we were actually, we wanted I call to talk- it Leonard. Leonard. Oh, that's so cute. Leonard the Albert. Um, I, we were wondering if we could talk to you about freelancing. Yes. Yes. Please. Come to my office. Let us discuss business. And uh, they will lead you uh, up the stairs uh, to a lavishly decorated office with uh, dark wood bookcases and a uh, elaborately carved desk and a window overlooking Jagari Circle. Mm. Uh, you can actually see the Bank of Abadar and Longacre Building. Wow. Uh, this is a very nice view, actually. Yeah, like uh, that's that's across several blocks. Yeah, this this building is up on a hill. Yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, and so, so and like so you're getting trees. this lovely view uh, out onto Jagari Circle and of the of the walls. Nice. That wall off like First, Second, and Third Street. Wow. And Fourth Street and Fifth Street. Um, <laughs> and Urban. Uh. Uh, and you you can see City Hall and Longacre Building and and uh, the Bank of Abadar. All, all like nicely framed by the window, sort of as if as if this was specifically built to make sure that you have a nice view of these things. Yeah, like like up here, Corvosa almost looks pretty. It does. It does actually kind of look pretty. Merciful will sit down at their desk and prop their head up on their steepled hands and go. So, what have you brought me? Oh, um, well. 
We, um, you've, you've probably seen uh, some of our things in others' collections at this point. Yes. You know, we've had a number of art objects and things Starting that we Starting to be quite sought after, I might add. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we were wondering if, you know, the next time we happen to go delving, if there's anything in particular you would like. Well, you all are really helping to shape the future of the city. And I would be willing for first rights to any treasures you acquire. Pay a premium. Oh. I would be able to pay you an extra 25% over the value of any art objects you find. Wow. For display in our gallery here. That's generous. Um. But I must have your word that I have first rights to choose. Of course, the museum will only select things of historical significance to the history of Corvosa. Uh, you know, we're not just going to be taking any old thing. However, if there are some very interesting relics from far away, those could also be uh, displayed in our archaeology museum. But first precedent, of course, will be for Corvosan relics. Oh, that's... we can certainly work with that. And... Yunya, was it? Yes, hello. Yunya. Yunya, uh, uh, yes. Yunya, yes. Uh, I'm very interested in in uh, your holy symbol of Eridan. Y- you really only have the one, yes? That is correct. Would you be willing to donate that? I am currently using it. Well, uh, perhaps some sort of arrangement could be made that in the event of your death... Uh, it could be passed to uh, the museum, perhaps, mm. as one of the last functioning, uh, well, what they're saying is that you contact Eridan. Uh, obviously, you will understand, I have my doubts. Most do. But I do think it is historically remarkable, a worshipper of Eridan still able to cast spells. Beautiful. It's a great story, and I'd love to have it for our collection. Well, it is my hope that after my work here is done, there will be considerably more functioning holy symbols of Eridan. Yes, but yours. You would like mine in particular? I would love yours. I suppose I could... I must have it. ...have another maid... Um, can I do, like, a sense motive and see if there's, like, are they just, like, interested in it from a historical standpoint, or do they have, like, lingering concerns or questions, or do they want to use it for, like, research, or can I, can I, uh... Yeah, you can roll sense motive. Alrighty. Uh, Unia would like to roll sense motive. They want to know why this person wants their holy symbol. <laughs> oh. It was on a, it was on a 16, and then it rolled over to a 3. Um... Thirteen. Um, you know, it's not. You're not really sure. Uh, I'll have Center help. Center's <laughs> got a big sense motive as well. Center rolled a bit better. Uh, that's a twenty-three. Center gets a little bit better read on the guy. Um, essentially gathering that it does seem that his primary interest in in this is uh both. It's, it's very much something cool to bring to the museum. Oh, okay. Uh, in that Unia is is a hero of Corvosa. Oh, right? uh, yeah, yeah. And also are. a worshiper of Eridan who somehow still gets spells. Okay. And so getting their holy symbol in the event of their death 
would be would be like a really cool thing for the museum to display and probably generate a lot of interest in coming to the museum. So um, Unia sort of narrows their eyes and then they look over at Sinter uh, and Sinter makes eye contact with them and sort of shrugs and nods. Um, like, you know, it's, it's okay. We can arrange something if... Wonderful. We won't work out the exact nature of it yet. The magnitude of your deeds will increase the value, and I wouldn't want to lock us into anything just yet. Thank you. But we'll talk. I'll have, have, have my accountants get in contact with you, and my lawyer as well. Thank you. Uh, is there anything else? Well, um, one of the concerns that we have at the moment regarding our delving into various dangerous and abandoned places is... Corvosa is not a particularly safe place at the moment. Uh, oh no, horrible dealings. Particularly for, you know, our our historical buildings and our historical institutions. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. I, what Queen Eliosa has done, although I, I dare not question her judgment openly, it seems to be quite, quite an extension of her power. Mm. Of course, it's, it's wonderful that the assassination attempt was not successful, but I am concerned about her appointing of a seneschal against, uh, against precedent. Yes, it, you, you understand, these are troubling times, and we needed, unfortunately, uh, there's really no good way of putting this. Uh, Field Marshal Croft was being very obstructionist uh, about the appointment of a new seneschal, mm. uh, and so uh, the queen came to myself and the rest of the... Uh, rest of the peerage review, and uh, suggested that with Cressida Croft being so obstructionist uh, that we might um, <clears throat> make provisions for a new seneschal to be appointed. You understand, the queen has been dealing with a lot. And, oh, yes, certainly. Uh, and I, I regret what happened to Marcus Endrin. Uh, he was a friend, uh, and uh, he was a great asset to our city. I don't I don't know what could have gotten into him. It's such a shame to see someone who was so stalwart being led astray. Yes. I, I wish I'd known what would motivate him to do something. I've always thought him a good man. But... And then... His appointment by Cressida Croft was... It wasn't acceptable? Well, here's the thing, is that... The Her Majesty the Queen wanted to ensure that the that the uh, pyramid could be protected uh, in the event that something uh, more dramatic. Uh, I know with th- things that have Goodness. happened in the le- recent months, it's hard to imagine anything more dramatic than that. But the pyramid's security is paramount to the security of the monarch and also the security of the kingdom itself. And so she was, of course, concerned for her safety and uh, the safety of the castle and the safety of the pyramid. And so she came to the council to ask if emergency measures might be taken due to the extenuating circumstances of Bloodvale yes. to appoint a seneschal uh, from among those currently in the castle oh. so that no one else would have to come in. And uh, her nomination was uh, one Togamore uh, of Kermaga. Uh, a strange fellow, yes. uh, but uh, but he was vetted by uh, the peerage review, and uh, we found that his uh, his knowledge uh, and his arcane abilities were suitable that he could protect the castle. And oh, we sent word off to Longacre, 
And, um, it was ratified. Oh, okay. I'm just taking notes here for a second. Ilios concerned about security and didn't want anyone from outside the castle being Seneschal. Yes, what with the quarantine of the castle and everything. Oh, all right. Well, uh, she came to all of you and you, uh, and she, she told you about the situation. You all agreed that it was the best course of action. Well, I agreed it was the best course of action, obviously. And uh, Zenobia Zenderholm was uh, in agreement as well. Um, <clears throat> the, let's see. Um, there was some apprehension. I don't want to speak ill of the other. <laughs> oh, of course not. Of course not. Of my not. peers, no. But um, there was a little bit of apprehension from uh, House Arcona and House Ornelos about mm. this uh, mm. centralizing of power. Lord Gloria was particularly opposed to the idea. But the queen, being the masterful negotiator she is, was she able brought him to bring around her eventually. Around. Do you happen to know what she told them? I'm just gossiping at this point, uh, honestly. Uh, well, uh... <laughs> Please forgive me. Well, uh... It would be wrong for me to tell. That's... That's fine. General diplomacy. Yes. Uh... <laughs> um... I will have Cinter and Ophelia work together on this one. So, Ophelia got... Uh, okay, so she's in her social identity right now, so that's a 90, so that's a 32, and then, um, Cinder helps. So, 34. 34. Okay, okay. With 34, Merciful looks out the window for a little while. Well, you didn't hear it from me, but I can't imagine that... Lord Gloria would ever have agreed to this if he weren't getting something out of the arrangement. Mm -hmm. Of course not. You see, the Arconas, you know, they're what many of the older families call new money. Oh. I mean, these days they're not such new money, but... <laughs> Comparatively. When, when, uh, when Corvosa was being founded, you understand, a lot of these people were already established. <sighs> but the Arconas, they were opportunists. Mm -hmm. They saw the uh, potential for Corvosa to be a flourishing city, and so they uh, took a bit of money, and it paid them back quite handsomely, but... Mm -hmm. You know, I think they, I think even to this day, House Arcona has a little bit of a chip on their shoulder that they want to be taken seriously, hence the ostentatious displays and, you know, how the Arconas are. They sit up on Endron Isle in their fortress and yes. pretend like they have a castle of their own. They do have quite a castle of their own, in fact. Hmm. Well. Oh, that's neither here neither nor there. Neither here nor there, no. What about, what about Ornellos? Well, uh, Lord Ornelos, uh, is, well, I don't think that he entirely trusts the queen. Mm -hmm. But I've never been able to work out why, <laughs> you know, <laughs> old Toph is a bit, uh, reserved, you know, mm -hmm. never really been able to read him very well. He just sits up in, in his uh, ivory tower. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry, the irony is not lost on me. Uh, but he sits up there on the on the top of Citadel Hill, and he doesn't answer much. Mm. Mostly into uh, conjuration magic. Mm. Never been a fan of 
arcane magic. Mm. Too flashy for me. <laughs> you look around the room. <laughs> There's like golden statuettes of imps. Damien, uh, Damien makes a very, very tiny whining noise as he bites his tongue. <laughs> There's like like the 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 lining of Merciful's suit is probably like like uh, a a bright orange uh, <laughs> fur <laughs> with like with like some of the fur coming out the uh, the collar fancy with like a nice kerchief around their neck <laughs> like bit too flashy. <laughs> it's like. Mm. <laughs> Making, uh, um, Center gently pats him on the back. Uh, <laughs> um, and so, so he's sitting up there, being very suspicious of everything that the queen is doing. What would she have offered him? Do you imagine to make this all go down a bit easier? I can't say that I know in that regard. You, I mean, for one. Toph was never even really at the meeting. He likes to uh, uh, project himself. I don't oh, know what you call it. that's rude. Yes, he doesn't even show up. But I'm sure they work something out, probably funding for a new wing on Academy or something like that. Maybe they worked out when they're finally going to have the Breaching Festival. Hmm. Yes. Haven't heard anything more about that yet. Mm, yeah. It's quite delayed at this point. It has been. It's very disappointing. Mm, yes. I was really looking forward to it. It's such a good show. It is. Have you been? No, I haven't, <laughs> but I've heard lots. I think it would be a really good way to show that normalcy has returned to Corvosa. Indeed. <sighs> Unfortunately, I don't know that uh, with the recent events, we're going to see quite the return to normalcy we might have wanted. I thought, uh, see, I thought after this ghastly plague that we'd finally be able to get back to business, but uh, it just seems like a plot on the queen's life. There's one thing after Sable another. Sable Company. The Sable Company! I wish I knew why. <sighs> it's possible. We'll never know. It's possible. You know, there's just been so many things. There was the cult of Ergothoa, and the whole deal with that Dr. Duvalis man. It, it, it yes, seems like... so awful. A friend of the queen betraying her? And then another. And then another. It's... I can't believe it. I don't it. understand it. She's such a... She's a charming young lady. She's so nice. I don't know why anyone would do that. Hmm. Well. Have now that we've got a seneschal again, at least... And I suppose uh, the Grey Maidens are taking over a bit of the Sable yes. Company's duties. Heavy is the head that wears the crown, I guess. <laughs> Certainly. And what a crown it is. I've never seen anything like that. It is quite a crown, isn't it? It is. Would, would you happen to know anything about the style of that? No, it's not a style I'm familiar with. It doesn't really conform to any uh, any uh, art periods that I'm familiar with. Mm. Uh, it's a bit barbaric, don't you think? It seems mm. to be made of, like, bone? Yes, yes. yes. I was wondering if it was really old or something. Well, certainly. Uh, unfortunately, I don't really have any more information about it. Uh, mm. Well. I tried to... Uh, when she first appeared, I, I you know, I, I, I piqued my interest, obviously. Did a little bit of research. But, um... 
I can't say that I know anything about it. Uh, sense motive. Yep. Uh, sense motive. Sense motive. I'm so glad I have Cinder here. She can she can help on the diplomacy checks and the sense motive checks. Clack clack sense motive rocks. Clack 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 clack. Oh, Unia rolled a natural one, so hopefully Cinder rolled better. Uh, Cinder rolled a five. Um, seventeen. Uh, let's see if um Ophelia or Damien can help on that. Oh, Ophelia got a natural 20 uh, for a 24, so uh, 26. Oh, wait, no, she has a plus four when she's in her social identity. Ophelia got a 28. <laughs> you, you get the feeling that Merciful is being pretty legit with you. Okay. They seem to be, um, they, like, like you've now been talking to Merciful for a bit. Uh-huh. They seem very interested in sort of the well-being of the museum. Yep. Uh, and, uh, and their own fortunes. Uh-huh. You know, if you're honest, they're probably not the most academic person themselves. Mm-hmm. They're sort of the one that kind of inherited the business of running the museum. Okay. Okay. Um, and it doesn't seem that they really know exactly what the deal with the with the crown is. Okay. Okay. Uh, um, okay. I just wanted to, you know, if they had anything that they were keeping secret, I wanted to uh, suss it out. Um, yes. But... No, they, don't, they don't seem to be um, they don't seem to be hiding anything from you. Ophelia will give them sort of a long look and then smile. Well, if we find anything that looks to be related, we'll send it your way. <gasps> oh, that would be wonderful. We could set up an exhibit. Uh, maybe maybe some sort of a uh, sort of sort of a uh, uh, commemoration of Iliosa's coronation. Huh? Yes. <gasps> Lovely. That well, would be um, great. I'll have my people talk to your people. Excellent. And, uh, uh, is uh, there anything else that you wanted to talk about? No, no. Um, well, I look forward to... Uh, I would like to get it in writing. Uh, would you mind if my lawyer has has something drafted up and sent over to you that uh, the... that the... that... <clears throat> that the Jagari Museum has first rights to any, uh, let's say, art objects or historical artifacts? That sounds excellent. I understand you're adventurers, and and you're probably going to want to hold on to magical things. I don't really care about the magical things. See, magic things are preserved naturally. Well, not really. <laughs> Magically, by their own uh, power. We here at Jagari Museum like to preserve the things that need a little bit of an extra touch. Yes, yes, of course. And so you'll donate them, yes? Yes. All right, I'll have my people talk to your people. Excellent. Um, where can we reach you? Uh, well, I'm primarily the person uh, who is the, the, the our Ophelia? people. Yes, this is Ophelia. I'm primarily the person who is the our people side of the... Oh, uh, lovely. So um, if you want to send anything to 14 Burnt Bridge Boulevard... Wonderful. Uh, I'll have my lawyer get in contact with you. Um, uh, they'll send an imp, I suppose. All right, all right, excellent. Thank you so much. Okay. Uh, and, and, if, and if we happen to be out, you know, we're very busy, um, just have the imp leave a note, and we'll get back in contact with you okay. as soon as we can. <laughs> Lovely. Ta-ta. Right. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Have a wonderful day. And as we walk out, Ophelia's going to go, guess what I just did? And uh, Damien's like, what? What? You made a deal with one of the people who's peddling propaganda that makes Corvosa seem ah. like a the place that's much better than it actually is. Well, I did do that. But, <laughs> but once we become valued contributors to the museum, 
Maybe we can convince Merciful Jagare to take down exhibits we don't like to put up exhibits of stuff that we've brought them. Oh. Okay. Okay. Playing the long game here. I get it. I get it. Okay. Um, I... I respect your patience. I don't have it. <laughs> it's okay. We'll we'll get it figured out. Hopefully we can get this body back to uh whoever whatever tribe it belongs to. There's a body in here? Yeah, yeah. Just, 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 let's just well let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Ushering team in and out of the museum. <laughs> Amazing. Okay. Okay. So we have some information. We have some information. Um we learned that uh, Iliosa was supposedly concerned about security um, and used this to convince people to um, appoint a seneschal from within the people who were already in the castle because she's vetted all of the people in the castle and she trusts them. And if she brings in even one more person, who knows, they might just kill her, which, you know, <laughs> Endrin almost Endrin actually did. So yes. <laughs> um, I imagine that um, this Rosetta Stone slash nuclear warning um, from Iliosa this week was probably her payment to uh, Merciful Jagare for agreeing to appoint Togamora as Seneschal. Um, and, you know, uh, although Merciful seemed to be uh, relatively on board with it to begin with, it's possible Iliosa promised nice things to everybody for going along with the somewhat yes. uh, overreach of power. Um, and, you know, promising a nice a nice artifact to Merciful seems to be a, a good way to get on their good side. Um, we just we just did that. So <laughs> um, and then yeah. we heard yeah, Merci that Merciful uh, pretty straightforward likes shiny things for the museum. Yep, yep. Uh, but this also suggests that Iliosa has been digging into the ruins beneath the castle and is finding things that are potentially very bad. Maybe that's where she found that crown. Who knows? Uh, and we also learned that House Arcona and House Ornelos were not on board with the situation, but because the peerage review needs to make unanimous decisions, Iliosa did a little bit more massaging for those two particular houses to get them on board. Now, talking to Lord Glorio Arcona is going to be difficult because he's up on Endron Isle, and talking to Tafornelos is going to be difficult because he's at Academy. Mm -hmm. um, and neither of them... <laughs> I'm, I'm going to tell you now, talking to Tafornelos is going to be basically impossible. Okay, but uh, okay. it's possible we could talk to Glorio Arcona about this when we go up to Endron Isle in a Maybe. couple of weeks. Um... In the meantime, more 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 feasible. I will say, more feasible than getting into Academy. Academy, yeah. Academy, uh, as you know, it is is currently sealed. Uh, like the doors are sealed, and the walls are forming some sort of arcane seal around the place Goodness. that you can only enter or leave with the permission of of the headmaster. Goodness. Yeah. Yeah. So that's basically impossible. He isn't even leaving Academy right now. He's using like enter image or something to go. Uh, probably, and I think it's astral projection. Astral. Pro oh my goodness sake. That's a much higher level spell to talk to people at the peerage review <laughs> meetings. So Tafornellos isn't even leaving Academy right now. It's going to be basically impossible to talk to him. Yeah. Um, we could try sending. 
We don't have anybody who can cast sending. <laughs> um, oh, sorry. It would, it would be lesser astral projection. Lesser astral projection. Okay. Okay. That's a uh, sixth level spell? Uh, that's a fifth level spell. Fifth level spell. Okay. Okay. Uh, that's a bit more doable. Okay. So, uh, with this in mind, uh, we should probably go talk to... Uh, or, um, I suppose, what time of day is it now? It's probably getting uh, about to the time that you were going to talk to Zenobia. Okay, so, yeah, let's walk over from the Jigari Museum back to the Longacre building um, and see if we can talk to Zenobia okay. Zenderholm. So, uh, you, at, at Longacre, you'll be taken to the second floor uh, where there are some long, very high-ceilinged corridors with uh, benches kind of along uh, some of the walls outside some of the some of the uh, offices. Mm-hmm. All of the offices are engraved with uh, with like bright gold placards bearing the name of the arbiter that calls them home. Mm-hmm. You will note there are a good number of Zender homes here. Yes, this seems uh, to be the family business. Yes, it does seem to be the family business. And uh, at the end of the hallway, there is a magnificent, there is a magnificent uh, gilded. A gilded mahogany door, which bears the the coat of arms of House Zenderholm. Oh. Which actually, let me check what the coat of arms of House Zenderholm is. Yes, it is a red shield, uh, split from the top left corner down to the bottom right uh, curved uh, edge. Uh, dark red at the top, on the top, the dark red on the top right bright red on the bottom left the bottom left bears three crowns three golden crowns i should say and the top right bears a silver dagger which is sitting horizontally with the with the blade pointing to the left uh so from your personal knowledge as somebody who knows about heraldry what are your opinions on this um you know, um, I don't know about the dark red and the and the and the and the light red. It's it's actually a very nice coat of arms. Uh, all of the Corvosan coats of arms are pretty good. Uh, they follow this. This actually follows a lot of the uh, English heraldry mm-hmm. uh, guidelines. For instance, uh, they're putting uh, they're putting medals on colors. Mm-hmm. Uh, though, you know, the r- dark red and light red is not necessarily a common distinction I'm familiar with. Mm-hmm. Um, usually you would want a more contrasting color, mm-hmm. but, um, the, the dagger suggests, uh, something that is not, not very, uh, aggressive. Mm-hmm. If we're pointing up, it would be more aggressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we're pointing down, it would specifically be defensive, but sitting on its side like this sort of suggests, uh, kind of an impartiality. Ah, because they're the judges. Because they're the judges. Yeah. Uh, and then you have the three crowns, um, which, you know putting crowns on it. It's just kind of a marker of social status. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you want to look rich? Put a crown on it. Put a crown on it. So I put a crown on that bitch. <laughs> Bitches love crowns. <laughs> but don't call Queen Eliosa a bitch to her face. Now, the one that... Now, now, if we want to, if we want some, if we want to spill some tea here, I do have some issues with House Jagari because it has fucking silver on silver. <laughs> and I'm like, and oh, oh my gosh. House Arcona's coat of arms is a gold symbol on the center of a division between white and black. And wow, Uni, I didn't know you had such strong opinions about heraldry. <laughs> like white is white is generally a metal, right? Like silver. You don't put metal on metal. 
of course, these 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 guidelines change by country. I'm most familiar with English heraldry because that's the easiest thing to research. Uh, <laughs> I I put I, I I made I made Unia the heraldry nerd because they have the most ranks and knowledge nobility of the party. Really? Yeah, <laughs> uh, House Arcona's uh, is just bullshit. <laughs> All the rest are pretty good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> if if any of you out there listening have uh, spouses or significant others who are extremely interested in um, medieval uh, recreations or medieval her- heraldry, ask them their opinions sometime. It's delightful. <laughs> It's just bullshit. I love you. This 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 coat of arms is ridiculous. <laughs> can I can I turn and look at it or yeah. uh, and uh, what's what's wrong with that? Uh, okay. It's a metal on a metal. <laughs> you can't put gold on silver. <laughs> Unless white is treated as a fur in this, uh, which is possible. Maybe it's a fur. I don't know. Black is usually a fur. So black, it's the uh, you, the, the but, house the house arcona shield is a uh, uh, black top white bottom with a uh, golden dragon splitting the line splitting the splitting line. the line. <laughs> <laughs> See, uh, coming at it from solely a graphic design standpoint, I'm like, looks okay. <laughs> it's, it's just bullshit. <laughs> Damien, Damien and Uni are now talking uh, in heated tones about uh, um, about heraldry. Anyway. And Ophelia turns around and goes, shh, as they approach Zenobia Zenderholm's office door. Uh, you will, there will be there will be actually uh, a gray maiden outside the door. Uh, so actually, probably flanked by two gray maidens, ah. uh, who sort of like uh, do not move like until you're very close. Uh, in which case, uh, they they will like basically take a step, blocking the door. We have an appointment. State your business. We're here to share information about the assassination attempt on Queen Eliosa. Has this information been shared with uh, Cordetra de Stade? Yes. Bluff. Rolling bluff. I'm gonna have. Uh, center help, Ophelia. Clack, 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 Okay. All right. Ophelia got, uh, 24, and center got, uh, 25. So, 27? Oh, yeah, there's no way they can get through this. We, we filled out all the requisite paperwork. Very well. What time is your appointment for? Five. It's like... 5.05 right now. Mm-hmm. There you go. You're making us late. Basically, one of them will step forward and toward you, blocking the center of the door, and the other one will move behind them uh, and knock at the door. Is this the five o'clock? Yes, Lord Arbiter. Send them in. And, uh, and the door will be opened but not actually by the Grey Maiden. Uh, actually, as soon as you hear, send them in. Basically, these double doors just go... 
and, and 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 sort of gracefully open onto this office. Wow! Uh, you see a high-backed leather chair uh, and a dark-haired woman sitting in it. Uh, she has the pens uh, sitting on her desk, flanking uh, a nameplate. <laughs> Uh, a personal coat of arms which bears the uh, Zenderholm coat of arms but also some additional uh, accents mm. and uh, the Grey Maidens will step to the side to allow you to pass Hello Cover of Night It's an honor to meet you An honor Yes You all have been quite productive these last few months Oh, we've been doing our best. Excellent. So, I understand that you had a few questions. Yes. Yes. Uh, let me describe. Let me describe what uh, Zenobia's underhold looks like. Ah, uh, yes. It's been a while. Ah, uh, yes. Oh my gosh, she's actually she's actually uh, protected by uh, by an elven uh, gray maiden. Oh. Uh, it's a particular character, y'all. Yeah. Most of the Grey Maidens are human. Yes. I know this because we killed several of them. <laughs> Center making a note uh, regarding her bane charges in case some shit goes down. Lucy, uh, she's a pale-faced, chelish woman with long black hair. Uh, she's wearing a vibrant red dress, uh, a black uh, kerchief around her neck. Uh, the, the dress is trimmed with black as well. So... To what do I owe the pleasure? Yeah, we have some concerns about this Marcus Endrin fellow, the man who tried to kill our queen. Mm. Yes. You know, I don't think anybody actually saw this coming, but we're starting to suspect from his behavior preceding the attack that he may have had some grudge against one of the Houses of the Peerage Review specifically. I should give her a unique voice. You know what? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go with the Margaret Thatcher from... Yes! I from, was just going from, to from, suggest... Uh, I was just watching The Crown and they, they had the season of Margaret Thatcher. The Margaret she just Thatcher goes, she just goes, yes! Yes. She just goes... So you don't think that anyone could have foreseen this? Well, I mean, you know... Marcus Endrin being the leader of the Sable Company and uh, being in charge of protecting and the city and the what queen. What personal insights do you have into the mind of Marcus Endrin? Well, you see, he came to talk to us. Really? He came to talk to us about. Just writing this down. Uh, about what was going on with. Um, you know, the Hell Knights leaving the city? The Hell Knights. And, and he was talking about the royal families, the, the noble, the noble houses here. It, it seemed like he thought perhaps there was some sort of conspiracy going on. Uh, um, he rolled bluff. Yeah. Was the centers talking? Yep. 34. Conspiracy, you say? Yeah, with the, um, with the... What sort of conspiracy? I, I don't know. 
you know, he, he's just, uh, you know, he, he, I, he said that it was, it was weird that all of the peerage review houses were uh, agreeing on things like, uh, that, that were giving the queen more power and that, that he was, he was, he was worried that he had to, he wanted us to, to, you know, I, I, uh, I've been working with the, uh, the Church of Phrasma regarding some cult activity and stuff, and he was wondering if we could put any of that to use in figuring out what sorts of things were going on with the, the, the noble houses in Corvosa, if the queen had her hooks in any of them. It was all real concerning. At the time, I thought maybe he was just being paranoid. You thought he was just being paranoid? Well, I mean, it's ridiculous, right? The queen doesn't want anything but to protect the city, and she's she's working so hard. Is it? Tell me. Why did you feel it important to entertain the uh, gossip of a man concerned with his place in society? Well, I mean, when a powerful... uh, when a powerful ranger type comes into your house and uh, starts starts making violent gestures, it's kind of it's you know you it's it's hard into, to tell him to leave into your house. Hmm. Yes. What can you tell me about the character of Endrin in these meetings? Did he seem manic? Did he seem paranoid? Well, that's the thing. I thought he was being kind of paranoid, but yes, he, yes, but yes. he seemed to be, uh, you know, in in that sort of that sort of clarity. People have, you know, I suppose it's more of a thing that you notice in hindsight. But the sort of clarity that one has before one goes to do something suicidal. Yes, listen, Marcus Endrin comes from a long line of men who have long considered themselves heroes. And there is a tendency with heroes to not be satisfied with the level of acclaim they are accustomed to. There is a tendency for heroes to grow desperate for more attention, for more fame, for more acknowledgement of their deeds. And when they do not receive what they believe to be their right, there is a tendency for them to act out, take what they think belongs to them, whether or not it truly does. And there is, in the midst of this, you all will uh, get the feeling that this is kind of an intimidation. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Marcus Endrin had no place to question the peerage review. And he had no place to go about talking about these questions with civilians. Uh, at the word civilians, Ophelia sort of goes, oh. Therefore, it is regrettable that he involved you in his 
delusions. Oh yeah, we never believed him for a second. We told him to take his weird theories elsewhere. I hope that you didn't. Because... Well... I don't need to tell you the legal fiasco that you would be implicating yourself in if you had taken anything. He said, seriously. Oh no, of course not. Uh, there was there was one more thing, though. It was a little what concerning. You thought maybe the Bank of Abadar was in on it? <laughs> I I know that you recently broke ties with the Bank of Abadar in order to align yourself more completely with the uh, the aims of the Grey Maidens and the throne more generally. Um, was there anything that, that struck you as weird? In the Bank of Abadar? Yeah. What do you think I would find <clears throat> weird? I, I don't know. It's just that the, the Arbiters and the, the Bank of Abadar have worked together for a real long time now and uh, sort of keeping the keeping the law and order of the city. And um, I kind of I kind of worry that what with this concern about the Bank of Abadar and your uh, and the, the Arbiters breaking off of it, um, that maybe they're not as aligned with the law and order of the city as they should be anymore. Very serious concern. Tell me, what brings these concerns to your mind? Oh, I, I don't know. It's just, it's just mostly uh, the. It seems like the lawful interests of the city are sort of finding themselves at odds with each other. Really? It's it's how it's, so? It's not so much. Uh, uh, well, you know, Marcus Endrin was supposed to be in charge of this, you know, who was in charge of the Sable Company. The Sable Company basically acting as uh, peacekeepers and protectors of the Queen. And then uh, what with the uh, the Order of the Nail leaving the city um, and the, the Grey Maidens having to take over all of the defenses of the city in their absence. And, you know, uh, the Arbiters breaking off of the Bank of Abadar. It's just, it seems like there's a lot of people who aren't agreeing on how best to run the city these days. And they've all got very big ideas on how to do it. And all those ideas don't agree with each other. Well, I think in these cases, it's best to leave the ideas about how to run the city to the people who have been appointed to run the city. Marcus Endrin thought himself a politician, but he was a soldier. And he acted like a soldier until such a time as his... <laughs> delusions of grandeur exceeded his office. The city of Corvosa only survives by a strict adherence to the laws that govern it. So we don't have to be worried about Bank of Abadar then? I'm only saying because the Bank of Abadar seems interested in per, in in uh, ad advancing the interests of society and civilization in general, where the Arbiters seem to be uh, interested in advancing the uh, uh, interests of the city in specific. And I'd, I'd very much rather uh, uh, take the specific over the general in this case. Would you? Well, I mean, at least from where I'm standing right now. Was that true? Um, no. 
<laughs> I imagine where you're standing right now, that seems like a very advantageous position to take. <laughs> that's a natural one. Uh... That's a that's a sixteen. Uh, I am gonna have. Um, I'm gonna see if other people can help. Don't don't bother. Don't bother. No. Don't bother. <laughs> D- she sees through you guys. <laughs> she sees quite well through you. Was the thirty four enough? No. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Well, so you've come here with concerns and speculation and all manner of things, but I was under the impression that this was something that required my immediate attention. Marcus Endrin has been detained. That's a strange word for having somebody's corpse. There is no concern that he will be returned to life. The city of Corvosa has a way of dealing with threats. (laughs) What? He will no longer be a problem. (laughs) Oh no. Oh no. Uh, Center's gonna, uh, uh, d- sort of, uh, drop the, um, I, I, I'm an innocent person who just has questions act, and, uh, her face is gonna sort of go blank. You know, we're gonna find out what's going on. What is going on, then? You know, we're not entirely sure yet. What is going on? my friend is the lawful governance of Corvosa and if that is an issue for you as it was an issue for Marcus Endrin I would mark well the danger such a position presents you know, I, I never really talked much to Marcus Endrin. I think what he did was foolish. But I think his heart was in the right place. Hmm. And, uh, Cinder is going to leave, and the rest of the cover of night are going to file out after her. <laughs> okay. Well. Oh, boy. Well, well, well. Well, well, well. Well, well, well. Well, well, well. <laughs> and we'll call that a day. I mean. I'm going to have to kill her. What does she mean that they ha- Corvosa has ways of dealing with threats after death? Well, um, <laughs> you did see one? Yeah, no, I did see one. Gallstock seven deaths. Gallstock seven deaths. Yes. Yeah, they mounted him like a fucking animal. Oh, boy. I... I was initially a little bit concerned that Togemore might have taken Marcus Endron's body to have it turned into some sort of undead. I'm now pretty much convinced that's what they've done. 
Mm-hmm. Can't bring somebody back to okay. life if their body's been turned to an, into an undead. And you know, once well, you have, you can, a, but you need more. Yeah, magic. yeah. Well, I mean, you you need you need true resurrection, or you know, um, resurrection. I think does it regular resurrection. Okay, well, it's much harder. It's much, it harder, much harder to bring harder. somebody back from the dead uh, once they've been turned into an once their body's been turned into an undead. And you know, once they their body gets turned into an undead, if you make it a sufficiently intelligent undead, uh, that undead will one take all of your orders and two have. Uh, have all of those nice fun feats and abilities that uh your Corey had when they were alive yeah. uh so you know really excited so, to receive two named bullets to the face from a baycock in like a book and a half <laughs> so uh <laughs> what, do, what do you think of Zenobia Thunderhold? oh i hate her good call on using the margaret thatcher voice <laughs> is perfect um Gosh. Also, uh, shout out to the crown. Uh, yeah. fucking Margaret Thatcher in that is like just amazing. Yeah. What a what a good show. Oh boy. Um. Yeah. When I rolled a thirty four, I was like, if she rolls high, she's gonna beat this. Uh, I'll tell you right now. I rolled a forty five. Oh my freaking word! Yeah. Wow. And then I was like, she's a judge. Yeah. yeah. And then I was like, I'm trying to lie to the. The, basically the Supreme Court right now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, for now, though. All right. Uh, let's call it. Yes. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. We'll see you next, next time. time on Curse of the, the Crimson, Crimson Throne. Throne, Throne. for listening to session 48 of curse of the crimson throne i think we can all rest easy knowing that the people in charge know exactly what they are doing and they definitely have corvosa's best interests at heart to have and to roll is a production of david clark and katie dukshire curse of the crimson throne and the pathfinder role-playing game are property of paizo and are used in accordance with their community use policy Our music this week included The Crimson Banquet, Red Raven's Waltz, Paintings in a Clock Tower, The Undying Overture, and To Have and To Roll, A Prelude to Madness. Yes, our name is in the song. All of which were composed by Philip Melvin. For these and other great tracks, check out Philip's Tabletop Music Bazaar on Patreon. Link in the description. This session also featured sound effects from Sirenscape including a bit of a foray into another cursed sound set, that being their Curse of Strahd sound pack. You can find a deluge of incredible soundscapes over on Sirenscape.com. We are on Twitter at To Have and To Roll. Rain is at Rain Zero, that's R-A-N-E, and the number zero. Daft is at Daft Prodigy. We are also on Tumblr, to Roll.tumblr.com. And remember... 
We do not have a Patreon, but Rain does work full-time trying to save the world with the power of solar energy. If you would like to see if he can help you switch your home over to solar, please send us an email to haventoroll at gmail.com. Subject line, Rain's Day Job. We will be back again in two weeks as our search for answers takes us into dangerous new territory and we learn why the adventure is called Escape from Old Corvosa. We'll see you then. Appointing her as general was a major decision. It was generally seen as a bad idea. <laughs> I think these discussions are better had in private. <laughs> you might be threatened with okay, corporal no, punishment. No more. No more. No, please. <laughs> I'm currently making the microphone in front of me wilt with my onion breath. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, we had we had uh, some good foods. Be happy, listener, that you cannot smell <laughs> either of us at this God, moment. Yeah, our breath probably fucking stinks, doesn't it? <laughs> so many onions. We can't smell each other's breath though, because we both smell like onions. <laughs> We're immune. The black kerchief around her neck is to hide the vampire bite. <laughs> I know what you are, vampire. <laughs> How long have you been arbiter? A long time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs>